Our scripture for today is found in Exodus chapter 3, verses 1 through 3. It reads, One day Moses was tending the flock of his father-in-law, Jethro, the priest of Midian. He led the flock far into the wilderness and came to Sinai, the mountain of God. There the angel of the Lord appeared to him in a blazing fire from the middle of a bush. Moses stared in amazement. Though the bush was engulfed in flames, it didn't burn up. This is amazing, Moses said to himself. Why isn't that bush burning up? I must go see it. The word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. I missed you guys. So, yeah, I'm so excited to be back and to see your faces again. I really, really am. Um, I might be a little rusty. Forgive me for that. Um, but what I wanted to talk about today is what Moses saw, right? because I'm going to get to what I saw. And what Moses saw is he's out with his sheep, and it, they're his father-in-law's sheep, right? They're going to this mountain. I don't think they normally go there, so there's unknown terrain. And suddenly Moses sees this bush. It's burning, but not burning up. And he says, this is amazing, and I need to go see it. And so he leaves all the sheep and all of his responsibilities, and he goes to draw close to the bush. Now, I saw some amazing things on my sabbatical. Amazing. Maybe, okay, maybe not a burning bush, okay, but incredible things, And what I would love best is for the next 10 hours, do y'all have that much time? We could just sit here and I could tell you all about it, right? And um, you're you're all like, no, 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 no. The only people I inflict that upon is my family who are sitting here and they had to hear all about it. Um, But, oh, and y'all take a look at my dad wave dad, because someday I'll tell you a story about meeting his doppelganger seriously in Scotland, okay? And what happened about that? I'll tell you that story someday. And it'll make a lot more sense if you get a good look at my dad and go, oh my gosh, that looked just like him, okay? Um, But since I can't sit down and talk with y'all for 10 hours, I wish I could, um, I have something special to show you. Now, one of the things that happened over the summer was that I left with two elementary kids and I came back with one elementary kid and one preteen. Anna grew two inches. She's now 5'6". I'm 5'8", so I'm like, stop it, Anna. Um, She started whining about missing her friends and no Wi-Fi and no air conditioning and no ice. And so by the time we got home, I mean, all of us were like, woo, let's keep going. And Anna's like, oh, I'm done with this, right? Um, So she gets home, and suddenly there's Wi-Fi, praise the Lord, because, you know, all teenagers are entitled to that. That's... (laughs) That's, not, that's a need, not a want, okay? Um, and then there's air conditioning and there's ice. So she gets a big old cup of ice with her favorite drink. She goes into her air-conditioned room, and I didn't know what she was doing except for using the Wi-Fi and being happy. And Leah comes out, and she says, Mommy, you have to see what Anna's doing. Oh, boy, what's Anna doing? And um, she, she says, No, it's really, really good. She's making a movie so that we can show our church how much it meant to us. And so Anna, who is 11 years old, made two movies, and this is the first one, and she did this because, she's a little shy about it, but she did this because she wanted you to know how much it meant to us to get to go on this. Plus, it gives you a taste of what it was like. So this is Anna's movie. Um, I like that because at the last, it's awesome, Anna, awesome, Anna. It says, director of photography, mommy. 
Um, we, we saw such amazing things, you guys, and I wanted to say thank you because you were the ones who began to dream that dream first for me. Um, I remember the SPRC saying, hey, this thing in the Book of Discipline that says you're supposed to go have a sabbatical every five or seven years, have you ever done that? We want you to. And then all of you saying to me um, as we kind of prayerfully discern, should we do this? Could we, could we do this? Um, saying, we're going to really miss you, but we want this for your soul. Thank you for that. And these are some of just a few of the places we went. We did these crazy zip lining things, and we took a um, Winnebago, my grandparents would call it, on one-track roads because we couldn't find another place to stay. I was like, we're going to stay in that Winnebago. Um, we saw these ama- all the amazing churches of Europe. It was just incredible. And what I expected of this time in my life was renewal and restoration. And it was all of that. And I want to tell you today, not about that for now, that'll be next week and some of the Finding God things, but about what I didn't expect that happened. What I didn't expect was to be healed. And I was. All of us carry around regrets. As I say that, I know you're already thinking about that regret that you carry, I do too. And one of my biggest regrets that I carry through life is when busyness, work, um, being unwilling to stop, when those kinds of things distract me from the beautiful, amazing, burning bush moments like we hear about in Exodus. And I have to admit to y'all that there have been times in my life, I would say many because this is my regret, when the space between heaven and earth is thin, the veil is very thin, and the Lord is whispering my name, or my child is calling to me, or there's, there's something that I feel like that is where I'm being called to be, but there's a project, or there's a deadline, or there's some busyness, and instead I choose this because I don't have time for that. That's what I tell myself. And one of the memories that I have that symbolizes for me this regret of my life is happened 20 years ago. Kevin and I were going up to Kansas. He was going to introduce me to his family for the first time. So you can imagine this is nerve-wracking for me. <laughs> you know, I want to impress everybody Um, I think maybe he was a little anxious because, you know, he is bringing me home to meet the family. And so we were leaving Lawrence that day. We were driving through the beautiful hills of Kansas in the twilight down into the fields um, to this farmhouse where the family was going to get together for dinner. And I'm just, I'm a Texas girl, so when you get big trees like that and you get big corn and crops, I'm like, wow. So I'm just looking at how tall the corn is and thinking, I don't see the irrigation system for this, you know, and oh my gosh, the rain probably comes from the sky. That's incredible. Um, And I'm looking out in the corn, rows and rows of corn, when suddenly I just gasped. I said, Kevin, stop the car. Stop the car. So we pulled over in the dirt by this cornfield because there were fireflies. When I grew up in San Antonio, we might see like one or two. It was always special. My mom would let us stop whatever we were doing, and we would get to go look at the fireflies and watch them come on and off, but one or two. 
in this Kansas cornfield were probably, were definitely hundreds and maybe thousands. Yeah. Wow. It was incredible. They were flickering and flashing, and they went back as far as my eye could see them until they disappeared into the dusk. And it was like a dance. It was like visual music, and I felt God whispering to me, calling to me, like he called to Moses from that bush. Moses said, this is amazing, and I need to go see it. And so I felt like, this is amazing, and I need to see it. And then I remember that there were people, Kevin's family, who I wanted to impress, who were waiting for us, and we were going to be late if I stopped to enjoy this, and so I couldn't. And so I said to Kevin, wow, this is really great, but we're going to be late. And I made us leave one of the most beautiful things I've ever seen in my life. And what I was telling myself was, there's probably fireflies in the field a lot. So I'll just see him again some other time. But we never got to see him again. And the thing that I t- remember about that night is I, that I don't remember the dinner. I don't remember it at all. What I wish I could remember that is faded in my memory because I only had it for a few seconds was I wish... I tell myself, man, I wish I could have seen myself just sitting there for five minutes holding Kevin's hand and saying, the space between heaven and earth is thin here. This is a glimpse of heaven. Let's listen to what God has to say to us in this moment. And to me, the night that I miss the fireflies in the 20 years that, has, that have passed has come to symbolize all of those times. All of those moments when God has called to me or my child has called to me or someone has called to me and I have been too busy to stop and see what's amazing. And the best way I've been able to atone for that is to try to do it better. But I long for those fireflies and I tell Kevin every now and then, hey, we should go visit your family in Kansas. And he's like, he gives me like, hmm, what, why do you want to do that? And I'm like, well, the kids getting to know their cousins and, you know, all that kind of stuff. And he's like, anything else? And I'm like, well, it's like, you want to go see fireflies, don't you? <laughs> yes. <laughs> and he says, baby, that moment is gone. And he's right. It's gone. And I made the wrong choice. And then you gave me a sabbatical. Let me tell you about the first night of my sabbatical. First night of my sabbatical, Kevin and I took a walk around the neighborhood because the kids are getting older and they can stay at home. And we walked around our neighborhood. As we're walking through the golf course, it's twilight. We go around this corner and down over this hill. There's this oak grove just right behind our house, and it's filled with fireflies. Filled with fireflies, you guys. And I sat down, 
and the breeze was blowing in my face, and I thought, oh my gosh. God is the God of second chances. And that's the time that you gave me. That was the very beginning, and it moved throughout the sabbatical. Is that time for God to say, well, here's, you know, you're not just going to atone for this. Sit down, Laura, because there's hundreds of fireflies right behind your house. Incredible. Um, I'm going to tell you a few more firefly moments. But can't, before I get there, can I just say thank you? Thank you. Thank you for giving me time to find that healing. We were in um, Iona Abbey, and it was when we were in the camper van, and we'd taken a ferry to get over there, and the kids were like, the ocean, the ocean, and I was like, the Abbey, the Abbey, you know? It's from 500s, and I want to go sit there with all the, where all the Christians sat and all the years passed, and um, the kids are like, not another church, and, you know? And Kevin probably secretly is like, not another church. Um, and so what he said to me is he said, Laura, I'm gonna, I know you want to go in that church. I'm going to take the kids, and we'll, don't worry about us. And you go have two hours before the ferry comes back, and I'll meet you at that pilgrim cross over there. He goes, don't worry about because they charge you to get in the abbey. What? He's like, don't worry about the cost. Remember, it's your sabbatical. So I paid, and I'm happy, happy, happy going to the abbey. I'm all alone. Parents, do you know the joy of all alone? <laughs> Woo! You know, it's great. And I'm seeing all these great things. St. Columba, I'll teach you about him sometime. Sometime I'll teach you about him. He's so cool. I'm seeing where he used to study. Um, I'm seeing this place that kept faith and learning alive in, um, through the dark ages. Just beautiful. All these Bibles in different languages. What I'm longing to do is have this time to sit and be with God. And um, so I kind of began to pray, God, is there a place, a little nook, a little something, a little corner where... We could have time because I'm sensing a firefly moment here. And I looked all through the church. I, I walked into this one room. Y'all probably don't care about this, but I walked into this one room, and this guy goes, excuse me. And I was like, oh, excuse me. I said, is this room open? It was just like some little meeting room, right? He goes, it will be in an hour. And I was like, okay. And so I, I left there, and but then I saw this. Do you see that little chair up there? It's up these stairs in the back of the Iona Abbey. They, you almost wouldn't see, but there's this little staircase and this door, and inside is this tiny little cell that somebody had put a chair in. It's like, nobody's in there. That's for me. And so I got to go. I closed the door because I thought, you know, that'll kind of say, taken, right? Not on tour right now. And I sat there in that place where Christians had bowed their heads to pray, for thousands of years, for a thousand years. And I thanked God. And it, the, the space between heaven and earth was thin. And I got to enjoy it. Thank you for that firefly moment. Uh, the next one was this little place over here. I think you saw a video of it in Anna's video. Probably one of the most beautiful places I've ever seen. And the Isle of Skye, I can't tell you much about it because it was raining and fogging like the whole time except for this moment. And I said to my family, guys, let's go out and let's see the Isle of Skye. And they're like, okay, fine, let's go see it. But we found this place, and it was so cold. I mean, we had bought thrift store clothing, and I had bought that hat, and um, it was so beautiful. 
And so I said, let's go see it. And the kids were like, we'll stay in the car. We're like, okay, okay. And uh, Kevin and I went out there to the place where the land comes down in green hills and the sea is so blue and the, the sky is beginning to be lit by a sunset and we just held each other's hands and we didn't have to say anything. We probably did that for 30 minutes, just taking in the glory of God, that God could create a world like this. And finally, one of us said, I think this is what heaven will be like. That was just lovely. Thank you for that firefly moment. Then there's um, this place in Switzerland. We'd been walking all day, but it's Switzerland, y'all, and when am I ever going to get back? And so um, the family was resting, and I said, I think I want to keep walking. Um, and Leah said, I want to come with you. Okay. So we, were, we had to walk a mile from this tiny little town where the, there was a grocery store. You couldn't have a car. Um, a mile to our house. And so we just started walking further out into the Swiss wilderness. Um, and we walked around a corner and around another one and up a hill. And as we came over the hill, I said, let's see what's at the, the bottom of the hill. Then maybe we'll stop. Well, as we came over this little hamlet that we hadn't known was there. Just a few houses, but all of them have flower boxes overflowing, you know. There's a water wheel turning. It's just very Swiss. There's a farm on the top of the hill. And as we turn the corner, we're like, this is here, Mommy. I said, here, Leah. And as we look over here, there's a bench right there. Somebody else knew this was a thin space. And so we sat down with our journals um, and our colors and and. We sat there for a while, and we journaled, and we looked at the mountains, and um, then we hear this jingling sound, jingling, jingling, like, like you would think Santa Claus or something. If he had his team, it would be like that. But what comes over the hill, because we're watching by now, what is jingling, is this team of horses, two horses, Swiss horses, um, and they're pulling a wagon with like four Swiss kids, and the lady... I don't think they were related. I think these are like the village kids, and they're all laughing, and they're having a great time, and it goes down the hill, and it goes up to the farm, and two of the kids like spill out, and they go running back, talking in German excitedly, and um, the other kids stay there, and they're kind of helping out, and Leah said, Mommy, do you think they'd let me help? I said, there's one way to find out. So we go over there. And I used, like, my two words of German to say, does anyone here speak English? And one person did. And Leah walked up and said, may I help you with your chores today? And the lady whose name was Monica said yes. And so Leah got to help brush down the horses and put them away. And she got... Monica gave her this big basket, and she got to scoop, like, all this hay into the basket and then carry it to the horses. Um, it was so neat. And then the lady said, do you like chickens? Leah's like, I'm in 4-H. You don't know what that is, but yes, I like chickens. Um, and so she gets to toss the grain for the chickens, and the lady said, have you ever gotten eggs from underneath the hens that are laying? And Leah's like, no. <laughs> so she gets to go in the little hen house, and I get to see a couple hens go, you know, and, and Leah comes out with this basket of eggs, all different sizes and colors, and she says, Mommy, this biggest egg here was laid by that tiny little chicken that came running out, <laughs> and so she's just beaming, and so we thank Monica, and we're walking back, and first of all, she said, 
this is the best day. I wish they could all be like that. I said, yes. And then she said, Mommy, did you know I prayed to God that I could help that lady with her chores? And God answered my prayer. Thank you for that firefly moment. Thank you for all the firefly moments. And for the healing that it's brought to me, an unexpected gift of grace. And what I wish, you guys, as I've been thinking and praying about this, is I wish that I could talk to all of your bosses and obtain for you a three-month sabbatical. (laughs) I wish I could. I don't think they're going to listen to me. I'm glad to give it a try if you want me to. Um, But then God said to me, there was something I could give you. I give you permission to stop when you see a firefly moment. I want to tell you that that's the most important thing you could do. Because they're right here in everyday life. They're right in your backyard, my backyard. That space where heaven and earth are close together. And God is whispering your name. I give you permission to be like Moses and leave the sheep to their own devices for a while. It was okay. He made the right choice. They'll still be there. I give you permission to stop, to sit down, and to soak it in. Thank you for my firefly moments, Bee Creek. They've changed my life. Let's pray. God, I do thank you for this wonderful church who you know that I love, and I'm so glad to be back here. And I thank you for the ways that you heal us and for the miracles that we see along the way. Help us, Lord, when you are calling to know that that's the most important thing we could be doing, to stop, to take it in, so that we all could together say thank you for the firefly moments. Amen. These I saw in Scotland. These are communion tokens. They were used starting in 1560, and then, depending on the town, um, for 100 years or more, um, these are what the priest would give you. They would, if I was the priest and we were doing communion tokens, then I would interview every one of you about your beliefs to see that they were appropriate, and then about your practice of the faith to see that you were doing good enough. And then if I felt you were up to snuff, I would give you one of these. And if you weren't, you would not get one. Yeah. And if you didn't get one, then you could not come to the Lord's table. Um, I am so glad we don't do that anymore, and they don't do that in Scotland anymore either. But as I was thinking about this, I was thinking how often, even though we're not carrying a token, I think there's a feeling within some of us at least that God is measuring us like that, wanting to see if we believe rightly or if we've done enough, and um, sometimes we can feel like we haven't earned it. And what I wanted to tell you today is Jesus doesn't like this. This is not how he feels about things. You remember the thief on the cross who said, remember me 
with his dying breath? And Jesus didn't say, okay, well, tell me your thoughts about the Trinity. Let's make sure you've got that right. And um, let's see what you think about your eschatology. And what are you going to do for me? No, he said, today you're going to be with me in paradise. And throughout his life, our Lord was the one who scandalized the people who thought they had the token by inviting everybody to the table. Sinners and tax collectors and robbers and people that the Pharisees of the day called scum. They said, why do you eat with those scum? And our Lord said, they need me. They need me. And I think what we can all affirm today is we need the Lord. We need the Lord. And so we're all invited to this table. Isn't that good news? No token required by gum. You tell the world that they are welcome at this table. The the only thing Jesus wants is to know you need him. That's it. And that night that he gave himself for us, he reminded us of that, right? He prayed for those who were to come for us. And he took the bread and he thanked God for it. He lifted it up and broke it, and he said, this is my body, broken for you. Jesus broken for the broken, right? So that we could be made whole. And whenever you eat this, remember me. And when the supper was over, he took the cup, and again, he thanked God for it. He lifted it up, and then he told his disciples, this is my blood, a new covenant, Poured out for you and for many for the forgiveness of sins. Whenever you drink this, remember me. Let's pray. God, we pray that you would pour out your Holy Spirit over each of us who are gathered here, over these gifts of bread and of juice, so that we could remember our Lord who has died for us, his sacrifice of love, And that all that we do could be a response to that call, that open invitation that Jesus offers us to come and to be made whole. And Lord, help us to tell the world this good news, to tell our friends and our neighbors and the people we work with that they are welcome at your side, that there's no barrier, there's no pretest, that they are welcome to come. Help us to share that good news, Lord. We ask in Jesus' name, amen.